Welcome to the Fulfilled After 50 podcast. I am your host, Alice Edgerton, and on this podcast, we are the filling station for creating a life you desire and deserve and being fulfilled to be the best you can be in this season of life. We talk about daily inspiration, encouragement, uplifting for you each and every week. Welcome friends, welcome to the podcast Fulfilled After 50, so glad that you are here. So, you know, we do a lot of topics on this podcast and on this YouTube channel. We gear it for this season of life, especially for women who are entering 50 and over because there's a lot of struggles and a lot of challenges that we face. I mean, life is all about really growing through our struggles and our challenges, right? So one of the ones that I feel like we face, especially in this season, is when we are going through an empty nest, right? And then we have to really reconnect with our spouse, And how do we do that? So today's lesson really is on the five love languages. So Ricky and I actually have done um, a live video on the five love languages. And for one, we have really, really incorporated this in our 19-year marriage. This is both our second marriages. So it was really, really important that we got the base of this early, early on in our marriage. Like the first two, three years of our marriage, we went through a course. It was called His Needs, Her Needs. And it was based on Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. And it's so important that you understand what your significant other, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, what their love language is. And he goes through five of them and seeing which one is yours. So the five love languages, if you are not familiar with them, are first is words of affirmation, two acts of service, three receiving gifts, four physical touch, and five quality time. So you may say it's like we all we all want all five of those in our life, right? But it's really really important that you understand your number one love language. And that is so important that you understand his and he understand yours. Because we can have all five of these. Yes, but we have to figure out what is our number one. So for example, it's like um, receiving gifts is on the bottom of my list. So like Ricky really had to learn that, like if he gave me a gift and he was so super, super excited about giving me that gift. And when I received that gift and I did not like, openly display such excitement, it's sort of like a letdown for him. And he doesn't understand why I'm not excited over that gift. 
And so that is the importance of really translating your love language to your partner. It's not a crystal ball. They are not mind readers. So it's about communication. So receiving gifts is like on the bottom because that doesn't bring me joy. I don't really um, enjoy receiving gifts because it's just not my number one love language. And he used to bring me flowers all the time, right? And I didn't openly, like I wasn't happy about it because that's not what brings me joy. I don't really, I don't enjoy that. So that ranks at the bottom of mine. And so that's going to bring us around to, you know, really understanding what your love language is. And so there's six steps to understanding what that process is. So there's six steps to understanding your love language. At first, it's really, really important that you understand what yours is. And that really, you have to like dive in what brings you so much joy, right? So for me, it really is about quality time. I rank that as my number one. So go through those five love languages and rank what is the most important to you that brings you so much joy and happiness. And honestly, it is about that quality time because I want to have that communication and that connection with my husband. And sometimes in our world of busyness and chaos, it's like we lose that. And when I lose that quality time with him, it's like, I'm really probably not at my happiest because I feel like we're like two ships passing in the night and really, you know, I go into a marriage because you are going in for that partnership, right? And that companionship and that intimacy. So that quality time is what brings all of that about for me. So if we are lacking on that quality time, then I have to communicate that with him and be like, you know, we need to take some time for ourselves. It's time to get away. It's time just to put everything down. Nobody's going to die. No, no project is going to stop, but we need to take that time for ourselves right now. So quality time is one of mine. So it's understanding what is your love language and understanding how do you communicate that with your important other. The next is understand what their love language is. Help them understand theirs. And so, you know, I was going over it with my husband, Ricky, and I'm like, you know, what is your love language? He's like, well, they're all important to me. Yes, yes, they all are important to you, but how do you, like, you know, rank that? Like, what do you need the most from me to give you, you know, the most joy? I know that, you know, words of affirmation is one of his, and really acts of service, like, you know, he loves coming home to a home-cooked meal that I have for him. 
And but words of affirmation is really, really important to him. He wants to hear the words, I love you, I appreciate you, I'm proud of you. So really, even though he does not understand like that's his number one, I know that that's his number one. And it makes you more compatible when you help them understand their love language as well. So then that goes on to number three, because it's like, don't underestimate where your love language originates. And sometimes it originates back to your childhood, right? How you were raised in your home environment. And sometimes really your love language comes from that. It may be the opposite of what you were raised as, but a lot of it comes from the origination of how you were raised. So you want to go back to that. The next number four is really, really go deep. Go deeper into that communication. Like, you know, if... If yours is quality time, but that quality time is maybe your spouse is just happy like sitting at home on the weekend and you're okay with that, but that's not what brings you the most joy and happiness, okay? Okay does not cause excitement. It doesn't cause you to go deeper in your relationship. So that quality time may be like you enjoy going on a nature walk or you enjoy going on like just a one-on-one -on -one tropical vacation. Like that quality time may be different than just being okay with sitting on the couch at home. And then five is like, like, don't, don't confuse okay with happy and joyful. Okay is, you know, if you're just okay, but it's not going to cause you to go deeper in a relationship and it's not going to create that happy and joyfulness in your life when you are just existing with okay. And then number six is don't substitute this with financial and materialistic things. That's not what this is about, okay? So in like my first marriage, it's like it, it wasn't great. And so things were trying to be substituted with material things. Guys, that's not what's going to get you to that love language that's going to get you to going deeper in a relationship. That's not what's going to get you to really growing as a couple and growing and nurturing your marriage or your relationship. Do not let financial and materialistic things cloud your idea and vision of what your love language is, okay? So being okay is not exciting, all right? Remember that. And increase your joy and happiness with experiences, guys. You know, your experience that you have with others. So, you know, just recapping, you know, what our love language is, is, you know, words of affirmation. And that just means like, 
you know, telling them how much you appreciate them, being so grateful for everything that you have together. It's encouraging them. It's writing them a letter. I have written so many letters to Ricky, like even early on in our relationship that just a letter is meaning words of affirmations, okay? It's even a voice text, like leaving them like a little voice message during the day, if this is their love language. And that's what you have to discover. Is this their number one? So for me, knowing what Ricky's love language is, I know that this is it because when he sees a letter that I've written him, he really, really appreciates it. He knows I'm thinking of him and just leaving him like a voicemail or sending him a text saying, I love you, I'm thinking of you. It means so much. But this is his love language, and I understand what his is. So the next is acts of service. Acts of service, guys, is like taking out just the trash for your significant other. Or like when I come in from a really long day, or if I know that Ricky's going to have a really long day, then I'm going to have a meal prepared for him, but it is um, some kind of acts of service that you know that they really, really appreciate. And then three, receiving gifts. Guys, gifts don't have to be some kind of extravagant thing, but if you know that gifts are their love language, so maybe it might be just as simple as if it is, you know, for a man, maybe it's just getting them um, you know, maybe just t-shirts, underwear or something, you know, but receiving gifts may be something really, really simple. It doesn't have to be extravagant if this is their love language and they love like the excitement on their face when they open a gift, you know that that's their love language. So, like for Ricky's birthday, which was a, a few weeks ago, I gave him, we have the Samsung phones. I know all you iPhone lovers are not Samsung users, but we are. And so I got him the Samsung smartwatch and he loves it, guys. He absolutely loves it. So, receiving gifts is probably his second love language. So I'll place gifts under that, even though he's like, you know, gifts isn't really what matters to me. I know that he loves them and his excitement when he opens them, I know that that falls a close second. Fourth is a physical touch. Guys, physical touch does not mean like a, a, a sexual encounter or, you know, it has to be a really intimate thing. It can be just, just a touch. Just going by and just touching them on the shoulder, just a hug. How many times have you just received a hug and it meant so much to you, right? Or just going down the street and holding hands, right? So your physical touch is all about just actually just going up to that person, having that physical touch on them. It represents, I love you. I care for you, I appreciate you. It's all those things. 
And then the fifth one is that quality time. And what does quality time mean, guys? It means putting your phone actually maybe in another room. It actually may mean leaving it at home. Lord forbid you leave your phone at home for a couple hours. I know the world may crumble, right? But quality time is exactly what that means. It's being present. And if it's only for an hour and your partner only requires that hour time, make sure that you are absolutely present with them. And the only thing that you are talking about is each other. That is quality time. So it's about his needs and your needs. Finding out what is important. Also, if you are a woman that's entering 50 and over, come over to our private Facebook group, Fulfilled After 55.0. It's a great, great group of positive, encouraging, uplifting women that are in there. And if you have not subscribed to this podcast, subscribe now, guys. It, we come to you, I come to you every single week. Uh, usually on Mondays, you will get a new podcast and something to help you in your daily life. So have a great, great Monday or whenever you are listening to this, go out, be a world change maker. Have a great day. Many blessings to you.